think running a day spa is all massages and relaxation? <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. But we're here to help. Siri Spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. It takes hard work, planning, and just a bit of luck. We should know because we've owned a successful day spa for over 20 years. Now we're opening up our playbooks and giving you the business insights to run your day spa rather than letting it run you. This is a Spapreneur podcast with Lynn Graves and Ramona Rice. Here we go. Oh my goodness. Welcome to Spapreneur podcast. I am Ramona Rice and um, Ceci is in fucking Paris, the bitch. I'm just going to flat out say it. She left me. She took her husband. God knows what they're doing. They're drinking like wine or like on a cruise somewhere, whatever. She could bring that something nice. But this is not just a mere replacement. I am so excited to have her on as my co-host today because we're going to be talking about some real shit, y'all. And there's not Sussy in here going, you shouldn't say that anymore. You shouldn't say bad words. We shouldn't limit the bad words. And then she says the word fuck like over and over again. Because <laughs> this girl has no problem cussing. And she's southerner than I am. Y'all, the badass herself is here. Mother of dragons, killer, and of all things discounts. Rebecca Brumfield from Badass Body Workers is here. That was my best Oprah I've got, Rebecca. Oh, am I supposed to say something? You're supposed to say hi. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you had another segue, and I was gonna like insert fake applause sound here. So no fake applause. I don't think we need fake applause. This is like a momentous occasion. Ever since we started the podcast, from like day, I swear, day one, Rebecca's like, I want on, I want on. You are officially on. You are officially the first person we've ever had that is not Ceci and Ramona on the podcast. Congratulations. Oh yes, but you know I do have to say I will miss Ceci a little bit. We may have to do another one with her as well. I don't know if I can handle the two red Southern redheads. Okay. Cause she's from Pensacola, Florida, which is not too far from Louisiana. So y'all, y'all share some, some kindredness, you and know what I mean? we get hit with the same hurricane. So there's that. We do get hit with the same hurricanes. There we go. So, um, Rebecca brought an incredible idea for, um, the podcast topic today, which is all about money mindset, because y'all, I got to tell you, I just got done doing Spapreneur Live. It was so much fun spending time like real life with, with Spapreneurs from all over the country. Several of them are also Babs as well, which is always great. Um, that's the first thing. Let, let's just clear this up right now. Rebecca and I are not um, competitors. We are colleagues. We are friends. Um, we approach things differently, certainly, but there is room for both of us and there is need for both of us in this space. So let's just clear that up right now. Um, because it is more important to, to be friends with your peers and your colleagues rather than worry about competitive competition. Agreed, Rebecca? Absolutely. And when you help somebody else reach their goals, it's never going to hinder your own. So that's how I've always operated in both of my businesses and life. Yeah. And that's how, that's how Ceci does it. That's how she taught me how to do it. So that, that's why she's here. So I love the side of money mindset because one thing that I talked about with the spapreneurs and something that I, that were there live in Washington DC, Rebecca, and something I am personally dealing with right now is we talked about, and I know, you know, I've talked about this, this employee mindset versus business owner mindset. We have talked about that. You and I are strict business owners. However, there's a difference now between self-employment mindset and business owner mindset. And when I kind of discovered this, it was an article by Tara Gentili that and blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, because I created an awesome job as spapreneur. And it's something I think you dealt with this year. You know, you created a lot of us in this space create awesome jobs for ourselves. But we don't really create a business. And this is where I hear the things that, well, I can't take credit cards because of this, or I can't offer packages because of this, or I don't want to do gift certificates because of this. 
you're doing that because you're thinking in terms of self-employment, which is just another word for employment rather than a business owner. That's what we're talking about today. Oh yeah. And I've always told people there's a huge difference between being self-employed and owning a company, completely different logistics involved completely different. It's totally, you're absolutely right. Like just, just even the way you go about setting your daily task, because the person who is self-employed is going to worry about how do I learn how to do this? The, the business owner is going to think about who does this, not me doing this, who does this? And, And there's the difference, but money mindset. And this is something that, you know, Rebecca is one of the largest community for female body workers in the world, probably. Honestly, Rebecca, um, on Facebook, uh, how many people we have in there in badass body workers uh, now? Almost 5,000. And that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. God bless you. No, I didn't know. You hear me? It's, it's popular's catch up a thousand. Get in there quick. Cause it's filling up fast. But seriously, I just, I, I'm amazed at the amount of just really good quality conversation and then the same kind of conversations. I see this over and over again in your group. And this is in every business group in America, um, actually all over the world. The, the idea of, you know, again, I can't take credit cards. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. And these limiting beliefs that just pe- make people trapped in their, their things, but then they complain they don't have any money. Oh yeah. And I always, God, I see this every single day. And quite frankly, it's extremely exhausting mentally to beat a dead horse over and over and over. You can bring a horse to water, but sometimes they're actually a fucking donkey and they're not going to listen to you no matter what you say. So, but it's, it's always so much easier to hinder your growth than it is to step out of your comfort zone. So people love giving themselves limiting beliefs and money blocks because it's just, it's easy. It's something to latch onto. And when we have something to latch onto, why would we let it go? Because going out of our comfort zone is, it's scary because the the possibility of failure is very high, but guess what? These huge, um, like in Google, did you know that Google and a couple of other companies, um, I believe like IBM and all the Silicon Valley companies, they actually give raises to people, to teams who fail the most. And it's because with a high rate of failure, there's a higher rate of success. So we have to fail and we have to, we have to just get over these limiting beliefs and these severe money blocks. And it's the same ones that we see over and over and over. And I know we're going to touch on a few that we, you know, see every single day. The ones that really annoy Rebecca. All right, we're going to start with the first one because Rebecca came with a list job. She got organized. Like, like I got these like messages and bullet notes and she's like, I'm ready, Ramona. Okay. Number one. Groupon. Let, let us talk about Groupon because we all know the first off, Spotpreneur Podcast, Rebecca, is one of Groupon's favorite podcasts. They've actually listed us on their on their site and their blog as this is a podcast for Spoppy to listen to. And the first things we've ever said about Groupon is don't use Groupon if you are in this industry. It is a terrible service for us. Yes. Terrible for so many different things. Um, because and Rebecca's talked about this, I've talked about this. You know, when a customer, when you decide to sign up for Groupon or a daily deal, we just will, we'll, it, it's kind of like their term is that it's like Kleenex now. You know, you call it Kleenex, you could be using a puff, but it's Kleenex. Okay. So when you're using like a Groupon type deal, the challenge is, is that the customer is not loyal to your, your day spot at all. They are loyal to Groupon. They, they are loyal to Groupon. This is a kind of customer that shops on price only and not value. And Rebecca, you've got some strong feelings about this, how when we choose to do this, you're not only doing disservice to your wallet, you're doing disservice to our entire industry. Oh, absolutely. And to make things clear, <laughs> yeah, you were right. I absolutely fucking hate Groupon. And you know, there's always going to be an exception to the rule always, but my stance on it, 
even say if I run a Groupon and if I happen to get 90 or even a hundred percent, which is impossible, but if I happen to get anywhere above 60, 70%, whatever, let's just say I make the full $30 on what the client is paying. It doesn't matter what I'm making it. It matters what the customers are seeing. Like I'm doing a disservice to you. I'm doing a disservice to all of my amazing colleagues, the students just graduating school. I'm doing a disservice to the Woodhouse and the Ritz Carlton. I'm doing a disservice to all of my colleagues in this industry because it's setting a standard. And this is not about how much I'm making, how much I'm bringing in. It's about letting clients know what this industry is worth and what services should be valued at. So, you know, if everyone, and I see this all the time too, students graduating school, they're like, well, I don't want to get paid, you know, 15 bucks at Massage Envy, but if I run a Groupon, then I'm, you know, making $30 or I'll just run, you know, a $40 an hour right out out of school. They look at it as quote, saving money, but it's not. So by people running daily deals, you're doing a disservice to the entire industry as a collective, you are adding to the problem of clients and potential customers not knowing what massage is really worth. So that's, that's my stance on it. There's always going to be exceptions to the rule. I know, for example, Megan Holub has done really, really good jobs with Groupon with her company, but she's also has people working underneath her. And I know there's different strategies to work Groupons, but come on, people, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself. This is not a Groupon for a gym membership where one out of 20 people will be having a Groupon and the rest of the members are paying full price. When we work with the client within an hour, it takes two to three hours of our own time. So really you're averaging what six, seven bucks an hour. If you're lucky without, you know, with or without gratuity. I mean, I can talk forever about how much I hate Groupon, but point being you're doing a disservice to your entire industry and your colleagues by running it. Even if you do make 100% of the deal that's being ran, you're still discounting. Yeah. And even then you can't make a hundred percent of the yeah. deal because Groupon's not going to do that. So here's, here's how Groupon works y'all. So not only do you have to discount your own services, which I, I hate doing, but, but there are times when you can offer deals and specials. Okay. So then you have to split that discounted price with Groupon where they're basically saying here, you know, so you basically, you're only getting a quarter of your money. Yeah. So you've already taken half percent to 60% off for the deal of the day. Then you want to get a quarter of that money. Instead, I would rather you do, if you're going to do this, do your own flash sale where you get to keep 100% of the discounted price. If, if you're going to do it, and there are times to do it. We've done it at our spa. You've done it, I'm sure, where you offer a deal or something or last minute, hey, get in, save 10 bucks or whatever it is. And, and that does happen. But Lord, y'all, Groupon is not a marketing like plan that that is not a marketing plan that's not even like an option at this point in this day and age because the kind of customers that are on there you know and you know what they're doing with their money they're paying like tiffany haddish to to advertise groupon she's not mentioning the individual day spa person she's mentioning groupon those people are loyal to groupon stop using groupon yes and speaking of marketing too you know whenever people write online oh i'm thinking about groupon my simple question to them is why and their answer is always to get more clients well if groupon never existed how do you get back to basics? How do you get clients? Think from that standpoint, like marketing is not a one size fits all. And that's one of my strong points is how to market your services and businesses. And just like Ramona said with flash sales, for example, you know, we could, uh, I'm sure she'll post the link below to her favorite. I mean, her episode that she did on flash sale, she's a genius at it. And I got some really good ideas, but come on, people get back to basics. How would you market your business? If these daily deal sites never existed, get on Facebook live, 
you know, like collaborate with local um, publications and bloggers to do giveaways, build your list. There's countless ways. And I can definitely, you know, talk to you individually about how to market your business, but stop running the fucking daily deals. Oh my God. Stop. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Okay. So that is rule number one for money mindset. The first thing is to the, the first limiting belief is that Groupon is a business strategy of any kind. It's not. Instead, run your own daily deal, uh, you know, and do it strategically where it still will make you a lot of money and a lot of things. And here's the deal, y'all. You can say, well, no, everybody's using Groupon. Okay. My mother started this business in 1996. There was really no internet. There was no Facebook. There was no email list. She had to go out there with flyers and go out there and get some clients. Yellow pages too, probably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the yellow page. Remember those? I had to. Oh my God, Rebecca. I had to explain to somebody who um, at the improv theater. So I take improv. I know you know this. Um, So I had to explain to her what the yellow pages were because we were at a show and someone mentioned them. And she's like, wait a minute. People had personal pages in the yellow pages. I'm like, no, those are the white pages. Wait, there are white pages. Oh my God. I had to explain a phone book to 21 year old because in this short amount of time it's changed. Um, and, and the other thing that that's changed a lot is back in the day, my mom, she didn't take um, credit cards right away because there really wasn't an easy way to do it back in 1996. Now, Girl Scout troops, I know this because I'm proud Girl Scout mom, all of them have squares. I was at the grocery store the other day and I was walking in and there were cute Boy Scouts there and they were selling their... Gr- Boy Scout popcorn's gross. I'll just say it. It is not not fun. But the Boy Scouts are super cute. And they're like, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. That's always my excuse. Don't worry, we got a square. I'm like, well, shit. You have to then. You're like, all right, you little punks. All right, fine, fine. I should have just said no. I should have said no. Your popcorn's gross. So cookies at the Girl right? Scouts. Which brings us to our next topic. Uh, number it two does. thing that irks the shit out of me and Ramona and every other person who runs a successful business. Yeah. People not accepting credit cards if they're cash and check only and or or worse or worse. I think what's worse, Rebecca, is when they pass the credit card fees on, which is illegal to the clients. That's some bullshit. Even if it wasn't illegal, it's it's shitty. It's still bullshit. It's shitty customer yeah, it's, service. That's a shitty thing to do. Oh my God, it's so shitty. I mean, it's just like how, so so wait a minute. So I'm going to pay for the privilege and I want you guys to really think about this as we're putting this scenario together. I am going to pay for the privilege of you to massage me. Great. And then not only to pay for that privilege, I have to pay your, your administration fee, which you're still going to write off on your taxes. So here's how you guys avoid this. Number one is there's a thousand different credit card processes out there. You can get a square at Target. Target sells squares, the little adapters. You can get them at Target, right, Rebecca? Yes. Target has everything. Okay. You can get them through Vivagaro. You can you can do Stripe. You can do it through Millennium. We we get ours through Costco. That's how DeStress does its credit card processing is through Costco of all places. Offers credit card processing. In this day's age, y'all, there is no excuse not to take credit cards. Yes. And now, Rebecca, do you think that they can offer a discount if they do cash? Fuck no. So let me. Let me uh, tell you a little story about how I first got off on this tangent of credit cards back when I wrote that long ass post on, uh, on my group about it. So I went to an art festival with my best friend. She really, really Mm -hmm. wanted a painting and the painting was cute. It was nice. And it said, you know, we accept cash check and credit card. So my friend's like, great, I'm going to buy this painting of a cow. It'll look perfect in my, uh, in my new house. And the woman's like, oh, uh, we really prefer cash. And she's like, well, you accept card. And she's like, well, but we don't want to pay the fees on it. So if you have cash, that would be better. This painting was $350. So I told the woman, 
excuse me, uh, I own a business. I accept square. The fee is 2.75%, which most of them average about that. And I said, so let me get this straight. You want my friend to go to an ATM. That's not her ATM. Pay that ATM fee, pay for a cash advance to get the cash out just so you can. Uh, and I did the calculation here. 2.75% of $350 is, is about 10, it's about 10 bucks. It's nine sixty eight. Yep. So I told her, let yeah, me get this straight in order to save yourself 10 bucks. You're going to lose 350. Did I just hear that right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but I don't want to, uh, I don't want uncle Sam to know about it. And I'm like, oh my God, you're never mm-hmm. going to buy a house. You're never going to buy a car. And I just, right before we hopped on this podcast, I just sent you that message, the screenshots yeah. from my group on a thread, a woman is giving a cash discount of $5. So I charge a hundred dollars and I, well, the, my staff charges a hundred dollars an hour. If I give a client a $5 discount, that means I'm only making 95. But if I charge them a hundred dollars an hour and run it through my credit card, I'm only paying $2 and 75 cents for the fee. And guess what? The IRS is, and they will audit you. They will. Oh, I, I, I know because I'm going through it right now. They're auditing yeah, and it's not fun to deal with, but how are you ever going to make a large purchase? But even if you don't accept card, have Venmo, PayPal, some form of electronic payment to make it easy for your customers. I never, ever carry cash from me unless maybe I'm going to an art festival and it's gotten to the point where I've actually printed out my long rant on why people, small businesses should accept credit cards and I give it to people who refuse to accept credit cards. That's amazing. Yeah. I just, you know, because that's a lot of money and, and it's so short-sighted. Like, like that's the first thing about money mindset is that a lot of you guys are reactionary and you're thinking right in that moment, right then that artist was thinking in terms of, I don't want to pay. I want to get the full $350 rather than thinking, okay, here's a woman that is going to buy this painting that I have painted for 350 bucks. Okay. I made to pay $10 for the credit card fee, but she's going to walk out here with this painting. And then she's going to tell everybody she loves this painting so much because she probably said she sounded delighted about this painting that, Oh, this artist did it. Here's the artist's website. You don't think she's going to follow her on social media. You don't think she's going to tell all of her friends. And this is how you build a following guys. Your services are, you know, sometimes hundreds of dollars. I don't carry that kind of cash around. I'm lucky to have $20 in my wallet, you know, rather than, than a card or, you know, worse yet, if you don't take like Apple pay at this point and Apple watches, it's coming y'all where people just want to swipe their watches yep, and-, and get paid, <laughs> just get the equipment ready for it. And I, I just, you know, yeah, I, I it, it boggles my mind that in 2018, that we are, still have women um, I'm gonna say it, it's always women's rarely men men have no problem because you, what you do is you price your services to cover the yeah. fee I was gonna say you that, price your, that yeah. artist what she could have done one simple thing would have solved all her problems charge $360 for that painting and yeah. I'm actually Ramona I actually pulled up my square account last year um, I switched to Vigaro last year for credit card processing so this only shows a little bit of my fees so I'm looking at my Square, and um, last year on Square, I pulled in $86,679 um, before I switched to Vigaro. My credit card fees on that, $2,428. So if I would have like only accepted cash, I can guarantee you it wouldn't have been almost eighty seven grand I pulled in last year. It would have been about $25,000 if that. I sell packages of 12 90-minute massages at $1,500. People don't carry that cash with them, and then they tip on top of that, and then they upgrade. Yeah. Come on, people. You, you're holding yourself back and doing a disservice, and people often say, 
I hate credit card fees. I hate taxes. I love them because that means I'm making money. I also love dirty sheets because that means I have clients laying on my table to dirty them up. It's all about your perspective on things and mindset. I mean, if anything, you can still have a- I love this so much. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to have a preference for cash, but A, you do need to claim it. And B, you still need to have an option for other forms of payment. I mean, we can't- we can't beat this in the head enough. It's 2018, 2019 guys get on board with the times. Come on. Yeah. Grow up, grow up. If girl scouts and boy scout troops filled with four year olds can take credit cards. So can you seriously. And those girls sell. That's the other thing. Y'all those girls are not ashamed of their product. They get out there in their skirts and their vests, And they're like, buy these cookies. And they are vicious piranhas when it comes to this. Why are you not being this way for your clients getting them back in? You know, and she's absolutely right. Because here's the thing. Like I, I, um, I got recommended for a bookkeeper that I really need in my business. And she turned me off because she wanted me to write a check. And I'm like, no, I wanted to put on a card because I get cash back. And she's like, well, with the cash back, it really would only be this much. It's like, no, don't tell me how to spend my money. Don't tell me what form to spend my money in. That's a Rebeccaism right there, right? By the way, don't tell them how to spend their money, you know, because you don't know. They may want to use a certain credit card because they are trying to get points and fees. Who cares? That's their money. Oh, yeah. Let them spend it how they want to, especially they're going to spend it on you. Yeah. And, and I know that you have your opinions about like, um, spa finder and spa week, which I do too. But you know, whether you redeem your credit card points for those cards or any other cards, like I tell my clients all the time, Hey, we accept spa finder spa week, which I actually turn around and recycle and use on myself and my staff. But anyways, clients are spending money on their credit card. They can redeem those points for other perks and privileges to come back and spend with you. I mean, come on people like stop Stop sabotaging yourself and stop repelling abundance. And that's one thing I say to people all the time, like stop projecting your own financial insecurities onto other people. If there's one thing that badass body workers is about, I can sum that up in one statement is learning how not to project your own insecurities onto your clients, especially financial insecurities and self-value. Well, especially it's actually really immature and selfish for you to do that because how dare you place your bad energy on somebody else? That's a really immature thing to do. And a a mature adult is going to say, okay, I got my own issues right down with money. I am not going to give that to somebody else. Don't unload it onto your client. They're coming to you to unload their shit. Yeah. And people, some people will always think $5 is too much and 500 is just right. And well, speaking of those high ticket items, I think that brings us on to one of the other things I was talking about people, therapists complaining about taking a class. Um, that's a couple hundred dollars. Like, well, I can't afford it. First of all, all massage therapists say this, but all massage therapists also think in terms of how many massages do I have to do to afford this? Come on guys. You need to create a goal for yourself because that $300 class is going to make you six or $700 the following week. So you're just hindering yourself on purpose because you're comfortable in the, you're comfortable in the misery of your comfort zone, complaining and bitching about why you don't have money and why you don't have clients. Well, maybe it's because you don't have a niche and maybe it's because you're not investing in yourself and you've got to invest in yourself to grow. Why do you think these professional, I know Ramona, you're way more into athletics than I am. I don't know. I don't know anything about sports, but these football players and these athletes, they have coaches and their coaches, no matter how good they are, always make them strive to get to the next level. Yep. Always. Well, not only that, but like, just, I mean, I, I will tell you 
at our place, my mother puts a huge emphasis on education. We have several therapists at massage uh, because again, we have 23. So we have 23 massage therapists, which good God, that's a lot of massage therapists. I'm just, I'm just, no, no, no. Rebecca's like, hell fucking no. No. Okay. Sometimes my mom is like, no, but what we do is each one of them has his or her own path, education path that allows them to niche into something, which is great for our business because we really have to refer people out of our de-stress zone. We can say, okay, you need myofascial release. We've got four people that can do that. You need this kind of cupping. We got this. You need bamboo fusion. We got this. You need, you need prenatal. We have a certified prenatal specialist. And by getting these certifications and by taking these classes, they are making it so that they get their ideal client, number one, and they continually have fun with the industry. There's a reason effleurage is the first thing you learn in massage school because it's super boring. It doesn't mean it's not effective. It doesn't mean it's not good for the body, but it's easy. And as we get through, you know, our careers, you have to get more advanced. When I was in the massage therapy, I, and I, and you got to be willing to pivot too. I originally thought Rebecca, I was going to do neuromuscular. And then I discovered aromatherapy and how much I loved it. Like loved it. Like I spent six months with just aromatherapy training. And there's a big difference between that level one where you're learning bath scrubs and level three where you're actually doing raindrop therapy and you're like actually, uh, you know, prescribing like oils to people for various things. That's a whole different level. But you're not going to know that you love it unless you start taking some really good courses or just get out there your comfort zone. My mother had no intention when she started um, her massage place that she would ever do ashiatsu or labar therapy. It's something our company is known for nationally that we do this, that we have 15 treatment rooms with these bars. You know, we could do couples ashi. Like, that's the thing. And, and you limit yourself by... Oh, it just makes me, it makes me mad, Rebecca. I get so frustrated and so mad when I see them because I see people like you and like my mother who have taken their careers and they basically said, I'm not going to settle for just ordinary. I'm going to get in there and do the things I love to do. Like I see you when you get your cups and your fire and you are so happy. You are delighted and happy going, yes, I will cup and fire everyone all day long. Oh, And that's just your joy. Oh yes. I will cup you up. But, uh, you know, people only know what they're exposed to. So just like you said, actually, when I first graduated school, I was working for a Cairo and PT and I really wanted to do like NMT work. Turns out I fucking hate it. Oh my God. I hate ortho and PT. And even when I went to the world massage festival, I was stuck in ortho class. It was a great class. It wasn't for me, but I learned so much that I, you know, taught my staff how to do some of these things because that's what they want to do. But exactly. You, I see therapists all the time. Uh, I can't afford this cupping class or this reflexology class because it's uh, this much money. Well, people like- or worse or worse. Can I just buy the book from you? Can I just buy the book from you? And I'm like, no, Ooh. don't. Dear God, all of you, if you go to take a class, do not sell any of your stuff. You can show them a, a technique here and there. Do not give that information free because you spent the money to get that information. Absolutely. You're, doing, that yeah, you're dishonoring your your teacher, your mentor by giving away like all of the secrets. That's why I charge for my mentoring. You charge for yours. And you know, yeah. we in, the point of that being is we invest in people who invest in themselves, but you've got to, mm-hmm. as a therapist, if, if you want to grow and stand out from the crowd, you've got to invest in yourself. You don't have a choice. People bitch and moan all the time. Well, why don't want to have clients? Well, they don't know the answers to basic questions like, um, who is my ideal client? They don't know, uh, they don't have a website set up. They don't have a brand or a brand personality. They don't have, 
social media uh, that is consistent. They don't have, um, you know, the education and formal training. They, they just spin their wheels and then they wondering, then they wonder why they're not successful and then they burn out. And we wonder why massage therapists between the money mindset and, you know, getting burnout, running discounts because we don't have a niche or complaining and we have such a high turnover rate in this field. You can be successful and we're very much examples of that. But come on, you've got to invest in yourself, whether it's a great CEU class, whether it's a mentor. I mean, Ramona is my mentor. I hired her for business coaching. You know, I've talked to other people for marketing. I mean, the only Mm -hmm. way for us to learn is to expose ourselves to something new. And even if we don't learn anything that will make us money, we're going to learn something that narrows down why we don't want to do a particular thing. For example, Ramona and I not wanting to do NMT and super, super deep ortho work. That's just not our thing, yeah. but we didn't know it. it. Just, it just with, Well, actually, even just me going through the advanced schooling, realized I don't want to be a massage therapist. <laughs> I didn't like being in the rooms. With the, my favorite part, Rebecca, was the business planning and the front desk and all that stuff. And that's okay because then I was able to to figure out a career path in this industry that I love and respect. But my favorite thing was giving advice to all the other people in my class going, well, this is how we do it at our day spa. Like I should have known I would have came up with Spopador. And you got to figure out your own path. But I love this idea of niching so much because I have seen this countless times. Um, someone we share in great both of us high regard is a Beth Wade over at Twisted Roots Massage. She's a spapreneur and a proud badass body worker. And um, one of the things she's done is she's really specialized in high-end female executive clients in downtown Chicago. She charges a lot of money, even in that market, for what she does. And she focuses on just relaxation. And I love that she's that specific with who she wants and who her VIP clients are. That's that's when you know you've made it. You know what I mean? Is when you're that specific and that successful, you know, and I can tell you, you've got plenty of them in your group and plenty of them in my group that are like, we, we see them and all of a sudden, or like Beth Patton with her geek girl massage, that branding is so her. Yeah. And and I, I just telling you, it is just incredible and just, but you can't get to that kind of niching unless you expose yourself to more different, different, more different. Listen to me, Lord, different, Um, different, (laughs) But different mentors and different ways of looking at it and, and just a different perspective. Um, my personal f- feeling on this, and, and Rebecca, I would love to know your thoughts is I like it when a massage therapist or an esthetician or any person that needs CEUs does um, a portion of their time taking CEU classes and then a portion of time on some real good business coaching. And that means either you can do one-on-one, join a group mastermind program. Sometimes it could be local in your area where you're with outside of, of the spa industry and getting that perspective. Sometimes it's within the spa industry. That's what I personally recommend. What do you recommend as far as education like that? Um, it's, well, everyone knows how I feel about CEUs already. Just take what you want to take, regardless if your state approves it or not. If you want to take it, take it, get your CEs, however you need to do them online. But all the classes I took last year, not one of those classes besides the World Massage Festival was approved in Louisiana. And guess what? I don't give a shit. I still took cannabis class. I still took BGN massage because I wanted to learn. Um, and as far as the the business coaching and stuff, I learn so much more from people not in my industry whenever I'm reading their business books, whenever I'm listening to their webinars or programs. But I also have the opposite problem of most people, which is um, I overindulge in too much coaching as well. And it's important to like, because when you see so much growth and you see results from it, it gets addictive. 
uh, and you, you need to scale down and focus just on a couple of things. But I actually find that most of my really amazing advice comes from people completely not in this industry and talking to other professionals. But yeah, business coaching doesn't have to be expensive. And some of the times it can be free, like with SCORE, going to BNI, you know, finding business mentors that you talk to, joining local Facebook groups. Start off with that. Like you can still get coached and educate yourself and expose yourself to new things like on a budget because we all have to start somewhere. But once you actually start implementing those amazing ideas and strategies that these people are giving you, you make more money and then you can invest in more coaching for yourself. Like the type of coaching I do is completely different than what Ramona does. I am a lot about mindset, a lot about, um, I mean, you talked about marketing as well, but my thing is niche marketing and money mindset. That's what I focus on. Ramona, you're great with business growth, which I know I probably would have thrown in the towel a couple months ago after my meltdown if it weren't for you, but you've got to invest in yourself, whether it be physical classes, whether it be, you know, group masterminds or whether it be going to a coffee shop for an hour and, you know, talking to a colleague of yours or somebody else who's a business owner about their struggles and what they're going through. You need to surround yourself with these people because you are the sum total of the five people you hang out with the most. And that means the people online as well. So I want to listen to what she just said. I think this is so important. She's talking about what Ceci talks about all the time, building your mentorship team, building a roadmap. And that's what education does. I think sometimes we forget about that when we're talking to you spotpreneurs is that your education needs to be part of your roadmap. So, you know, Rebecca, again, took these classes, not because they were part of a CEU. She's getting her CEUs in because that's required. And there's nothing wrong with CEU classes. Let's, let's be clear. I personally like CEUs because it does at least force the people who aren't going to get educated to get some type of education because we all know those massage therapists. Yes, I'm not going to mention any names, but that that won't. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't limit yourself just to just just what the prescribed state boards tell you to do because a lot of times those state boards are run by people who have no idea what a massage is. And oh, that's when, a whole other you know, people are thing. constantly yeah. asking me, Rebecca, when are you going to do a badass body worker retreat? Or a meetup. Um, well, as far as meetups, we do like little local coffee shop meetups and go to festivals and stuff together because the whole point is to build a community. But whenever I finally do a retreat, hopefully with you, um, I don't want it to be about CEUs. I'm probably not even going yeah. to offer them at all because I don't want CE junkies to come. I want people who truly want to grow in their mindset and their business, not saying that if you want a CEU class, you don't want to grow, you obviously do, but I don't want to spend the majority of my time going through the rear of all these state board requirements and doing CEU classes is a bitch. And I am, I did it before. I hated it. It's not for me. I'm not doing it. So if you guys ever come on about us body worker retreat, you're not going to get CEUs, but you're going to raise your rates after you leave and you're going to value yourself and you're going to leave with the most amazing tribe of people that you've ever met in your life. So you really got to narrow down like what are your values and your goals in your business and not just rack up on CE hours, which is education is great, but there comes a point where you need to actually get out in the world and utilize and step out from behind a computer screen or step out of a class and actually implement what you've learned. Yeah, I think that's huge. And, and you, you need to find, if you can, you know, a program that will allow support after um, the actual initial contact. Like um, I just got done doing with Spopner Live. And the nice thing is, is because it was a small, intimate group, I'm able to follow up with all of those women and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like they left with like action goals. And I agree, Rebecca, I doubt I ever will offer CEUs because it's just a pain in the ass. And I don't want someone dictating what I can and can't teach you exactly. guys because... 
you know, I was able to, at a dime, figure out what the group really needed. I was able to twist and adapt what we were, what we were doing. And I think that's important, you know, so yeah. All right. Let's see. So having this, yeah, the whole, I can't afford it. I, 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 I think that phrase, if you guys are going to really focus on anything, so to say, I can't afford it. I'm, I'm not going to be able to afford it right or now. Or I'm not prioritizing it is what I tell people to reframe. Ooh, that's even yeah. better. Yeah. But you know, or again, or I'm planning on doing that in this next session, I'm going to work, I'm going to do these things here so I can't afford it here. You know what I mean? And and there you're putting action behind it. I want to talk about mindset for a minute because I've just recently started doing like meditation. Um, because of you, I've read the badass, um, your badass books. Like, uh, again, I, I want to be really clear, Rebecca, I learned a lot from you and, and your approach to, to money and mindset and just, just in general and just your tenaciousness of saying, fuck it. We're all going to make money. Damn it. You are all going to make money whether you want to or not. I'm going to drag you forward to profit. Yay. Um, so I've been writing affirmations every day and I've been really trying to focus on that. What do you think, honestly, if you are a person who's just, and, and you've admitted you were in a valley a couple months ago where you just felt kind of trapped and, and, and I thought it was really great that you were really open and honest about that with your community, because I think it's important for them to see that this life force that you have sometimes needs recharging and sometimes needs like to, to feel good. How do you best suggest that we start changing our money mindset? Like what are the first steps we need to do? Well, you know, people ask me for business advice all the time, like what they can do to get more clients, what they can do to save more money. And I'm over here like, well, you need to change your mindset first. You can't implement anything until your mind is right. And the number one I tell people, the number one thing I tell people to start off with is you cannot compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. So you need to stop looking at everyone else's highlight reels and comparing them to your behind the scenes because that kind of shit will just stop you in your tracks right away and get you extremely discouraged. So first and foremost, you need to stop the comparisonitis and get rid of that mentality before you ever even start implementing any other sort of meditations or affirmations or anything. Um, And you know what? A a lot of what I teach is, yeah, I teach a lot about money mindset, but a lot of it is, uh, it's just value, like valuing your time. Like I'm really big, obviously on making a profit, But I'm also really big on having time to lay in my hammock and read a book and spend time with my family and go traveling and go to all these, you know, live music concerts that I love doing. Live music is a passion of mine, which is why I charge such such high rates, too, is I don't want to slave away with four clients with what I can make in one client or I don't want to have to, you know, spend 12 hours of my week doing laundry that I could pay somebody 100 months to do. So what I teach a lot too is how much do you value your time? Like, what do you value in your life? And you you say that all the time too, like you need to build your business around your life. Wait, is it business? Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. Okay, business around your life, not your life around your business. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because like, for example, I've made a commitment as much as I would love to do another spotpreneur live book right away. If I do want, it will be in the summer because both kids right now are at two different schools and this week was hard on them. And they, they've told me, mommy, this was really difficult and it's easier when I can have both kids at one school for whatever reason. And so I'm like, okay, we're not going to do any more travel until they're both in the same school because I have to build my business around those, those babies of mine, you know what I mean? And, and those passions and something mom always says is family first. Like it is okay to prioritize yourself. Um, it's okay for you to admit you're the most important person. I think that's really important, um, in our business and our personal lives, you know, that we have to say, Rebecca, I'm the most important person. Cause if I'm falling down, 
I can't help everybody else, right? Well, that brings me to, you know, the next thing I was going to say, which is boundaries or lack thereof, especially especially women. You know, it's funny, Ramona, because I was doing an interview with somebody else a few weeks ago and they asked me like, what is my philosophy with badass body workers? And I straight up told him, I teach women to change their mindset based on how a man would think. Like seriously, sometimes we need that masculine, like we need to be more masculine. We need to set boundaries. We need to say no and it's totally okay to without apology or justification. Yeah, don't apologize. Don't justify. It's okay to make you and your family first. It's okay to say no to other people. It's okay to prioritize yourself. And I've been burnt out several times. Um, even, you know, working with all my amazing babs online from pouring from an empty vessel, you can't just say yes, 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 yes. You've got to set a boundary and say no. And I had to step back and say, you know what? I'm more important than anybody else right now. And at first I felt guilty about it because then I was like, oh, I sound really selfish. No, like self-care is not selfish at all. And I tell my clients that all the time too. You have to make time for yourself and you have to prioritize, you know, what is it that you need in your life in order for your business to thrive? Because so much I see that therapists are just, they're just barely surviving. And my goal is to help these therapists thrive, not just survive. I need to get them out of that you know, that poor woe is me mode and into, you know, actually not having to check their bank account every 20 minutes to see, you know, if their auto draft just made them go in the red and, you know, not have to, you know, go to sleep crying at night full of anxiety and then throwing up in the morning because you don't want to start your day off. Um, I'm all speaking from experience. You have to thrive in life, not just survive. And that's one of my goals as well. And of course, all of that eventually does you know, come back around into money mindset, but people have got to be in a certain mindset before they can start implementing like business growth. Otherwise it's just going through one ear and out the other. I love this. I I just think that this is so powerful. And as we are getting towards the end of the year, this is a great time to kind of kind of start thinking about mindset. Like what's the mindset we want to be in? This is the, you know, what kind of mindset do we, do we want? And I just think guys, you, you cannot limit your, the world will want to limit you. The world is already going to try to limit you. I can't tell you how many times people have said, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You won't do that. You can't do that. You, you know, so why are you doing it to yourself? You know, as Rebecca's holding up her middle fingers going, fuck the world. Um, because it's true. You, you kind of have to say that, but you could do it in your own way. And I think that's the other thing is that, yes, Rebecca and I are very loud and body and, and we, I swear we're, we're basically twins in some aspects like this when, when it comes to this, but at the same time, you can be so powerful, um, and be more demure. You can be power. Power does not have to be, you know, loud and gregarious power when it's truly powerful is when you can say, no, thank you and walk away. You don't have to give an explanation when you don't want to see a client. You don't have to give an explanation when you turn down the opportunity to give a discount. You don't have to give an explanation when you say, you know, we're not going to donate to that charity because it doesn't fit with my values. We don't have to say it doesn't fit with my values. No, thank you. No, thank you is is, is perfectly appropriate. I, I love this because I think this is so necessary, particularly for female business owners. And, you know, speaking of justification and, you know, constantly like making excuses and stuff, it reminds me of a story I heard. It was actually on a podcast by Shalene Johnson. I love her in case you guys haven't. I love Shalene yes, Johnson. Uh, Builder Tribe oh is God, yes. amazing. But she was telling a yes, story on one of her podcasts and she went to a state fair or she was retelling a story of somebody. Anyway, somebody had went to a state fair and there were two people selling pies. 
And the pies were basically exactly the same. And one pie, uh, the owner was like, um, this pie is really delicious and it's only $5 and it's made with handmade local organic ingredients. But if you want, you know, I can give it to you for two fifty, like a slice or something. And then she went over to the next table and the person's like, this is going to be the best fucking pie you've ever eaten in your life. It's $45 for the entire thing. Which one do you think she chose? She chose the really expensive pie because perception of value, it could have been the exact same thing, but the other person wasn't over justifying and the over, the other person was extremely confident in how much her pie was worth and how valuable it was. It could have been complete shit. Who knows? But, or it could have been the exact same thing. Who knows? But the point is this other person was confident and valued her product. And the other person had a great product, but she was over justifying and she was, you know, just talking herself down and lowering the price and lowering the price. And Shalene or whoever she was telling the story about was just standing there listening. And she, the other person was just devaluing herself. Why do people do that? Same thing with massage therapists. I charge 120 an hour. My staff charges a hundred, but if somebody next door charges $30, somebody's automatically going to assume that I have more expertise. I have better quality of products. I have better customer service, better value. It could be the exact same thing, but the fact that I charge more, the perception of value will let clients know, like you would rather see one client at $150 an hour than three at 50, right? Or 40. So perception of value and don't over justify like why you charge what you charge. Because really it's no one's business. Yep. Nobody's. It's, It's nobody's business. And when you've got testimonials to back you up, when your spa looks, feels really beautiful to walk into and soothing, when you are providing the value of, you know, wonderful aromatherapy and beautiful flavored water and you have hand towels instead of paper towels and you, you're able to afford the better hand soaps in the bathrooms and the better skincare products and, and all the little touches that both Rebecca and I have in our businesses, the difference speaks for itself. Not even this just, is how you, not even yeah. just business like inside the business, but your website. Oh my God. Get a real website. Oh get God. real stock photos. Like don't get a there's nothing wrong with wrong with Wix or Weebly or whatever, but my God, buy a As real starting out. buy a real domain. Yeah. Buy a real domain. But, and and go to GoDaddy and, and get the and if you don't know how to do that, find someone that does trade with them a massage because they don't know how to massage people. You know, you, you can trade, you can find people that, that, that can do that. You can do everything we do. You could do on your own budget. You just have to be creative and have to think outside the box a little bit. But again, if my mother in 1996 could start a massage empire with flyers and a room, not bigger than this closet. She didn't even have a place for them to undress. She would have to step outside and let them undress. And now she is in Paris right now and her business is still running. While she's eating cheese and drinking fancy wine. Drinking wine and probably doing God knows what with my dad. (laughs) But but that's the point is that, you know, but there's a thousand different paths to get there. But the first step, and this is what, what I have learned from Rebecca countless times over the years now, is that the first thing you have to do is get out of your own way. Yeah. Or just... Simply ask. The answer is going to be no unless you ask. And it's funny because I tell my boyfriend all the time, you know, if we go into the zombie apocalypse, I have us covered because I could barter massage for everything. Would you like a neck rub for this sack of potatoes? I mean, come on. You, we all have to start somewhere. You can contact students out of school and let them help you to use 
you know, so they can use you for a project. There's people talk themselves out of why they can't do something so much when a lot of it is absolutely free and, or really, really budget friendly, or it can be bartered for. We all have to start somewhere and then you can build up from there. I bartered for my first website. And then when I finally got the money to make installments and payments to my web designer, I didn't have to put that chunk down at once. It wasn't a lot actually. It was $1,200 to completely redo my website. And within that month, I sold $2,000 worth of gift certificates because I had the option now for my website to be mobile friendly, uh, to be yes. connected to my online booking and accept gift certificate payments. So you have to start somewhere, but people don't make excuses to hold yourself back. That is excuses are just reasons why you don't want it enough. That's all excuses oh, are. Wow. You don't want it bad enough. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm going to write that down as a reminder to me. <laughs> because this is so true. As I'm still trying to get my, my butt into the gym. Okay. Uh, Rebecca has been so generous already, but she's being extra generous because that's just the kind of girl she is. She has this incredible guide. Can you tell them a little bit about this this freebie you're offering to them? Yes. it's. Um, I wrote a little ebook a while back after following my favorite authors, Denise Duffield and Jen Sincero with uh, You Are a Badass at Making Money and Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And they inspired me to dive really, really deep into my own inner money blocks and um, sabotaging beliefs. And trust me, I had a lot of them. So, and actually this is a little bit before I started Badass Body Workers. I was reading these books. I went through all the exercises, went through all my money blocks. And I'm like, holy shit, like I, I need to raise my rate. So I essentially doubled my rates, tripled my income and cut my client load in half. Who doesn't want to make money and work more? And then, I mean, work less, sorry, work less, work less, make more and work less. And then I wanted to teach other massage therapists online. Like I kept seeing in all these forums, these people making excuses. So I would private message them and be like, Hey, I just read this book. You know, you might want to read it. It completely changed my life. And then people were messaging me like, Hey, this book completely like changed my practice. I'm like, Whoa, maybe I'm onto something. So then I would start making videos about how I implemented these strategies so I sort of like tweaked um, a lot of the questions that they would ask us in those books into the massage therapy and spa and wellness world and the questions that really helped me dive deep. And I turned it into a little workbook all about like how to get over your money blocks and fears. And it's for massage therapists and body workers and people in the spa and wellness industry, um, but specific to women because men had a com- completely different mindset about it. So I created a little, I think it is a, I believe it's a 12 page workbook. Um, with questions that it's going to get very, very uncomfortable and you may hate me at first, but I don't care because you'll love yourself after. Um, but go through and answer all these questions in these workbooks. You don't have to show me the answers. It's something very intimate, very private. You could do for yourself, print it out, do it online, whatever. But I created this, you know, heal your money story workbook. And it's pretty much like a two or three day thing that you can go through or you can get through it all in one day if you want to. But it'll really help you uncover some deep rooted money blocks that people have. Um, you know, a common one, for example, would be, let me just think of something. Um, whenever I was growing up, my mother only used coupons. It would never buy anything at full price. Everything had to be on sale. And I'm like, well, that makes sense if you're always running Groupons. And if you never buy anything at full price and you don't even realize that all of your, a lot of your money blocks come from your childhood and they're like ingrained so deeply in you, you don't even acknowledge it. So the workbook will help you acknowledge a lot of these money blocks and help you uncover like your own self-sabotaging beliefs and mindset around money. And it's so powerful, but it's extremely uncomfortable, which is good because as our favorite Fab Beth Wade says, 
uh, by the way, she's about to raise her rates. And she's like, I'm feeling really uncomfortable about it. That means it's a good thing. I said, yeah, it does mean yep. it's a good thing. Get out of your comfort zone. So yeah, um, growth is uncomfortable. As my child is he's experiencing growth pains and his leg, he, he got um, swollen. So I had to send him into the spot, actually get some cupping done on his hips and his um, knee because they were just really out of whack. And how lucky that he has a mom that that can afford to do that. You know what I mean? I, I think of other kids who, who are dealing with this, but I, I love this exercise. Um, I love that this is the time of year. You know, this is November and it's time to give thanks, you know, for all that we have. And one of those things is, is we need to give thanks Thanks to the money block served you some way. You need to figure out how they're serving you so that you can overcome that so you can move past it. You know, um, I'll give you guys a, a personal example, not money blocks, but weight blocks. You know, I had to figure out how the weight was serving me, you know, and how my unhealthy lifestyle was serving me in order to get past it so I could lose 50 pounds this year. You know what I mean? I feel better and I'm excited and I'm excited to, you know, next year join the under 200 pound club. And I'm excited that I'm able to start looking at regular women's clothing stores. So imagine having this feeling only at your business and you're excited to open your doors every day. You're excited to greet your clients every day. You're excited to, to see what's coming out there because you've got a plan and you're not limiting yourself to just what other people have said you could or couldn't do that. You've actually, oh no, put those big girl panties on we talk about and say, God damn it, I'm a fucking badass today. And I'm going to listen to the badass body workers and the spapreneurs and I'm going to like get out there and do it. So download this guide. It's going to be linked on our website. This is episode 68 of the podcast. This is poppreneur.com forward slash 068 to get this download. Rebecca, also, they can go to ba- uh, badassbodyworkers.com and get this download. Um, no, I have it. Um, I have it on my Google Drive and I just send it to people. Um, well, I do have it as an opt-in for my newsletter list. Yeah, but they have to sign up for my newsletter first and then they'll get it. But yeah, I can, it's going to be, the link is going to be in this episode notes and y'all can click on it. I actually have a video too from uh, the same conference that I did a conference and leadership convention um, seminar talk the other day and scared the shit out of me because I hate public speaking, but I have the recorded uh, video of that and it's centered around the workbook that I made. So we'll give you the workbook and the video that I did. And it's pretty much a, a crash course, but if there's anything else that you need to do this year, like it is, you've got to uncover your money blocks before you can even move forward. Otherwise you're going to keep self-sabotaging. You're going to keep making excuses and telling yourself reasons why you can't, but we're here to give you reasons why you can. So stop making excuses. Stop sabotaging yourself. You're not getting anywhere by holding yourself back. I love that. And that is the last word y'all. We will see y'all next time. Bye everybody. Bye guys. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to making your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.